Katie Feiler and um, second um, episode of the Dare to podcast. So um, I think that I would like to start with um, giving you a, a little introduction to those who listen. And then uh, if there's something missing or you would like to add something, uh, you can of course do that. So um, when, when looking on your Instagram, um, there says that you are a medical SLP and uh, then you also compete in a bear as a aesthetics. I don't actually know how to pronounce that. <laughs> yeah, aesthetics. You're aesthetics. right. Yeah, that's the word. Okay. And then, yeah, you have a lot of following on Instagram as well. And you also have started your YouTube and uh, TikTok. Uh, yeah. So uh, that's really interesting to interesting to follow it in and see a journey in that. So uh, yeah, is there something you'd like to add to that? No, I think you covered all of my my main kind of things that I spend my time doing. That's for sure. And I'm I'm happy to have you as as a follower and to now have you as a friend in real life, which is you know the point of social media. Yeah. Um, I really like to use it as a tool to bring people yeah. together and actually get to know other people across the world. Exactly. I love the idea of that also. Um, and I hope that I one day can uh, meet you also. <laughs> yeah, well, you know how much we like to travel, I'm sure. Um, yeah. It's Denmark, right? Yeah. So when you'd be up there, that would be very cool. Oh, have you been to Denmark before? No. No. Well, I've been to Florida a couple of times and I miss it a lot. So, okay. yeah, but it's been because of COVID, then it hasn't been as safe. So, yeah. yeah, so, um, but you, uh, you do a lot of fitness and, uh, and CrossFit, um, or I don't actually know, do you do as much CrossFit as, um, as uh, James does? No, um, interesting question though. I, I used to cross it when I first met my wife, Jamie, I, she got me into CrossFit because that was her love and passion. And of course me being the new girlfriend, I had to impress her somehow. <laughs> so I, I did join a CrossFit box and I did it pretty consistently for two to three years. Um, I, I am what we called scaled AF. <laughs> I was very good at the scaled movements and I did some competitions teams um we won a few of our competitions which is awesome i've competed with jamie and we have podium together and that was great however um i didn't actually like what it was doing to my body oh. as a cross athlete personally i felt i didn't have the time to dedicate to the sport to yeah. get better at it it's one of those things that if you go you know four times a week to that one hour class you're really not getting as much out of it as you could and i didn't have the ability with my work at the time to dedicate as much as i wanted to so that is when i switched to bodybuilding yeah i see Okay, so you did mention this um, word, I'm, I can't remember it now, but uh, something AF, what was it that you, uh, can you explain? Scaled AF, 
scaled. So in yeah. CrossFit, you have the prescribed level that you're supposed to do. Yeah. And then below that, there's the level called scaled. And that's what makes CrossFit so accessible to so many people and why it really is an excellent way to get your exercise in for yeah. almost anybody because there are scaled ways to do the workout, meaning you lower the weight or you okay. lower the movement and you change it up. So I was really good at the scaled level. Yeah, okay. That gives sense. Thank you. Um, yeah. Okay, so you're actually, you were you were into CrossFit before, um, but then began to actually do bodybuilding. So uh, yeah, that was also uh, one of the first uh, things that I actually wanted to uh, ask you so um when you began to uh, do bodybuilding it what was the well i guess you actually mentioned now what the main goal was but can you yeah say a little more about that yeah of course i'd love to i was working at a job that i had gotten really good at but i wasn't being challenged in so i'm a speech language pathologist um mm -hmm. by career Yeah. And I was working in a private practice with children and I was really good. I don't want to, I don't want to like brag, but I was really good at what yeah. I was doing. Um, and I felt like I was making changes in these children's lives. Yeah. However, as a clinician, I wasn't learning or growing. Um, mm. I wasn't being challenged. So I said, okay, I'm not going to leave my job because I like my job, yeah. but I need something in my life to work mm -hmm. for and to challenge myself. Yeah, I see. So I said, you know what, why not try my hand at competing, a physique mm. competition. And for anybody listening who doesn't really know what that is, it's those people who you see on stage who look like they have all this muscle, who are crazy tanned with a full yeah. face of makeup and in heels, which is what I did. Mm. Um, it's a bikini competition and not to go too far deep into it, but it is a challenging sport in a lot of different ways, not only physically, but mentally, because yeah. in order to be successful, you have to have a certain amount of muscle, you have to pose, you have to stand in front of a massive crowd and judges yeah. in a bikini, in a tiny little bikini. Um, so there's a, a mental and physical aspect to it that was really um, appealing to me, that I was like, you know what, yeah. that's going to be a huge that's going to be a challenge. And so that's kind of where my mentality was going into the competition because I needed something in my life that was really going to push me to, to kind of be better and to step out of my comfort zone. Yeah, I see. I see. So what has been the biggest, uh, one of the biggest learnings for you in, uh, yeah, this? Through that whole process. Yeah, through the whole process. Yeah, I think one of the biggest lessons I learned, and it may sound cliche, but it was, if you put your mind to something and you want something, mm -hmm. if your reason behind doing something is strong enough, you can do it no matter what. Um, yeah. If your why, I talk a lot in Instagram yeah. about your why and about your reason behind choosing to do things in life. If that's strong enough, you can overcome anything and you can accomplish anything. I had to... You know, there were days that we would go out with friends for dinner and I had to bring a Tupperware to a restaurant so that yeah. I was eating my own food. There were times when I had to say no to birthday parties mm. because they were late at night and I knew the next day I needed my sleep in order to yeah. get to the gym. Um, 
But on top of that, there were there were also days just personally at home where, you know, when you're really not feeling great and you don't want to go to the gym and you're like, I'm going to sit on the couch instead. I had to get up and I had to go to the gym. So, yeah, you have to do it anyway. So all of those physical and mental shifts Mm -hmm. um, happened because I, I wanted something so badly and I overcame a lot of different things and I learned that you are stronger than we give ourselves credit for. And yeah. we can do a lot more than we think we can if we just if we just decide to do it. Yeah. I also think that we grow and like change our mindset a whole lot when we realize that like when we put ourselves first because when we have to like if like the example you came with taking a Tupperware thing to a restaurant or not going out with friends it uh, it's something that can be yeah it's, it's really hard sometimes and maybe sometimes people don't understand it I've tried that in my family or just in class um but yeah that's really some like um how do I say this how do you like practice to choose yourself in this way or like or uh, yeah yeah it's it's little things it's it starts with the little things i'm I'm, i wasn't able to do it at the beginning it was hard yeah um you know i i had my official preparation for my show which is your cut part where you're trying to lose all the fat was 16 weeks was I perfect for 16 weeks? Absolutely not. It probably took me four just to fully get into the groove because there were little things where I would slip up this way or little things where I would say, you know, I can make that up later. Mm. It's it's not it's not a light switch, although some people can 100% turn it on right away. You have to have that decision. You have to make that decision as a light switch, but then you have to realize that every situation you come into is now a new learning mm. process and you're 100 right you grow when you have to challenge yourself and you grow when you have to step away and say no family and friends I'm putting myself first this time yeah. um for the 16 weeks like this is what I'm doing head down and it's little decisions that kind of snowball and mm-hmm. you know grow into that um, full picture okay now for the next 10 weeks I'm 100% dedicated I I know exactly what to say no to, when to say yes, how to say yes, that kind of thing. So it's it's little tiny steps every day. Yeah. Um, it down for just the normal everyday person who is a lifestyle fitness, you know, into lifestyle fitness changes. It's getting up and drinking a glass of water before your coffee. Yeah. That's a little yeah. tiny step you yeah, take. Awesome. It's going to help you in the long run. Yeah, you know, after days and days of doing that. So it's things like that. Yeah, and so all of these things that also, as you know, said, that comes up with this snowball, that is, like we mentioned, the why, which is really important because I think, yeah, um, it's actually also something I talked with a mentor about the other day. Also, uh, according to when we go to school, students as well, that it sometimes may be hard because... When we go to school, we sometimes just get pressured to go to a school to, like, then we have this um, ordinary to, um, yeah, what's it called? Like, it, when the, then we are kind of have this safe one to fall back to if something else doesn't, like, um, 
go with what with we think it will. Um, but I think that this why also just makes it so important because then we have a bigger reason. And yeah, just as you said, all these things, they uh, does add up to these bigger things. And that is what uh, makes it give sense um, for, the, for it. Exactly. So, yeah. Um, what has, um, I don't know if you have mentioned it already actually, but what have been, what have been the most like challenging thing for you? Is there something that, yeah, I think of course there may be something that you have started with, but. Um, the yeah. most challenging part yeah. of, of bodybuilding, do you mean specifically? Yeah. Um, I think for my first prep, for my first show, the most challenging thing was finding the groove within my marriage. Um, you know, having, having my wife support me in a way that was healthy for me, for yeah. her and for us together. We actually recorded a YouTube video this morning, um, kind of explaining how challenging it was on our relationship. And, um, while in the end we came out you know, like, as we mentioned earlier, we grew, we got stronger, our communication got better. Um, we yeah. learned so much about each other and this relates to life in general. Every time that you have a new experience, yes. every single yes. experience you have on your own or with a partner mm. is an opportunity to learn and grow together. So okay. luckily our communication is, is pretty good. We work really hard on that. Um, but there were a lot of challenges uh, that came up during the prep within our relationship. And I think that was the hardest part because I can, I can be in control of me, no problem. I know what I want. I know what I needed to do. Yeah. But to do that and also remember that there was another person within this relationship in the house was, was hard. Yeah. Yeah. I, I see that. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, so communication is a really big, big or uh, imp important thing to uh, to like exercise or to uh, yeah focus on and get better in if it, if that's something that's not working as well. Um, um, so right now you are preparing for a new show, right? Is that right? I I actually don't have plans oh. in two thousand twenty. Okay to compete however that doesn't mean I'm not preparing um yeah. the beautiful thing about bodybuilding is your off season mm -hmm. I don't like to call it an off season because I'm never really off um, I like to call it an improvement or a building yeah. season because for the whole year of 2022 I am eating a lot of food mm -hmm. I am lifting super heavy to try to build that muscle mass all of my feedback from my two shows were you look great your conditioning's great your overall yeah. look is great but you're too small <laughs> so I need to spend the year putting on a lot of muscle and then my goal is to compete in 2023 again okay okay then we look forward to that yeah me too I mean it's it's hard it's fun to be able to eat whatever you want and go out and um, yeah. have fancy dinners again but it's also challenging because I am now purse purposefully putting on weight which yeah. as a woman 
is hard to when society tells you your entire life be small look this way fit into this size and here I am spending an entire year trying to grow past that and trying to put mm. on weight it's been um it's been a mental shift that's for sure yeah, yeah that's re- that's really hard I think that um yeah just as you said um society does uh, a lot to our minds that sometimes yeah or that often makes us think that um that we that what we do is wrong because it has always been like that um but it's about changing that and uh yeah and then and it comes back to my why right i mean i can i can honestly relate anything back to your why my why is in 2022 i want to win a show i want to win the entire show Mm. i want to become an IFBB pro by the time I'm 35 and if I want to do that naturally I need to take the time to grow the muscle and put on the weight so because my why is strong enough I can do this I know I can do this I've already put on 20 pounds since my show yeah which sounds like a lot but and you know I'm not saying I don't have hard days I do have hard yeah. and you know rough body yeah. image days I do have days where I'm like nothing fits I hate my life yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but because my why is strong enough I get mm-hmm. through it and I say you know Katie this is what you want you want to put on muscle that means your your shorts aren't going to fit the same way because your booty's growing and that's the good yeah. thing yeah exactly I also saw that yeah. post one day um where you compared it to the shoe size if your fit uh, or if your clothes don't fit, then don't uh, change your body, then change their uh, clothes size. Exactly right. Why do we treat our bodies to try to fit into a size? You wouldn't change your foot to try to fit into a shoe. Yeah, exactly. I love that you brought that up. Yeah, <laughs> I exactly. Love that. But I, uh, yeah, I just uh, felt, thought that was a really good one. I think I maybe shared it too as well. I sometimes do when I see something on your pages or others. Yeah. Thank like, you. Thank I have you. to choose, yeah, show this on to us. So, um, uh, yeah, so balancing work and um, well, relationship and all this, like, while you also are, uh, um, what's it called? Um, yeah, medical, um, what's it called? <laughs> Yeah, we can say SLP, speech language pathologist. Speech language pathologist. Yeah. So let me explain what that is. Just as a medical SLP, that means I work in a hospital. So what I do three days out of the week is I work in um, an acute care inpatient hospital where I work with primarily adults who have had strokes. Um, But I also work in the NICU, which is the neonatal ICU. The intensive care unit for premature babies or babies who are born you know term but are having issues so yeah. I work kind of with babies all the way up to adults yeah. um, in the hospital setting so it's it's a quick day it's fast-paced mm-hmm. I see probably six to nine patients a day yeah. um, and it's a lot of turnover which is what I love about the setting um, I left private practice to be in the hospital yeah so I work three days a week at the hospital and then two days a week you know, usually, okay. actually really four days a week, but two days a week I work for Jamie. I am the yeah. new Jamie 
fitness assistant coach. Um, I have clients who I work with on mindset, accountability, um, positive outlook. So I balance, I I, I drop down from the hospital from five days a week to three in order to balance more. So I still get out of the house. I still do what I love as an SLP. But I have that balance now of three days a week in the hospital, two days a week working from home with my wife, um, yeah. impacting lives in a different way. So exactly. seven days a week, I'm impacting lives, whether it be in the hospital or online with my clients. Yeah, that's amazing to have like this shift from doing different things. When was it that you did this shift from like having five days to three I- at the Helping Gym? It was recent. I think February 1st is actually, so it's only a month and a half, really. Um, But because my client list was kind of growing really quickly, Mm. um, I realized I didn't have the time to dedicate to my clients, um, Mm. you know, the time they deserve from me. So I spoke to my supervisor and I said, I I need to only work three days a week because, you know, there are there is this other side of me that really truly loves helping people with their fitness journeys. Um, Not only fitness though, I I work a lot on mindset. So a lot of my clients are having, like we all know what to do. We know we can go on YouTube and find a workout. We know we can find healthy eating guidelines. It's actually doing it. That's the hard part. Yeah, it is. It is. So I work, I work with my clients on that mental shift of I can, I should, I do, yeah. and that's I bring them over that bridge, and we and we actually get to doing things. Yeah, I love that because it is it is the doing that is the hardest. We often like think or dream or have these ideas, but yeah, it's not until that we actually do it we can make a change on it. Exactly. So I I actually thought that um you did like um shift all ever um. Well, I thought that you actually did quit your job somehow for the other, but then I know now that uh, you actually do it, it part time or three days and two days. Yeah, I, one of my friends, one of my friends from high school, messaged me and she was like, "Oh my god, you quit the hospital!" I'm like, "Well, no, I didn't actually quit the hospital, but oh. I do, I do balance it well, where I get um, a little bit of adult time in the hospital and then home mm-hmm. time." Um, and then of course it, with balancing work in my relationship, it's been really nice being home, um, and working together next to each other at the dining room table, because we now have all of this extra time. And when I can help Jamie on the back end of her business during the day, it actually allows more time for us at night to have wife time. So during the day we're boss and employee, but then it allows us to truly shut off and be just kind of us in our personal relationship without business yeah so that's that's just a plus we can say so was it like was it i guess you and your um chef you have a good great communication right um for when like having to uh, go from four days to three days because you realized that you had to do or have more time because there's actually more need for it he was yeah. like good at giving you this space, right? From oh, the hospital. Oh, sorry. The no. Yeah, yeah, That's you um, like the bus. Communication with Jamie or communication with work? Uh, work. Oh, yeah, they were I I um 
what we call a PRN, which is as needed. So I had a little bit more flexibility with work. Luckily, I wasn't a oh, full-time okay. employee anyway. Oh, okay. PRN. Okay. Great. <laughs> that's something, do you know if that's something like the, that you have um, on all workplaces in the USA? Yeah. So in the hospital setting, you can either be a full-time employee or you can be a pool PRN employee. So a PRN employee, you get paid an hourly rate and we don't get health care benefits, but we have a lot more flexibility with our schedule. We're kind of just as needed. So, you know, if the, if the hospital has more of a need, they yeah. can call me in extra days. If they don't have much of a need, they can call me off some days. Okay. So, but I like the flexibility with my schedule. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so, okay, we have actually talked a bit about this, but with balancing uh, the life and so, um, but you recently started, or not recently, it's actually uh, some time ago now, but you started the YouTube channel. Um, I would like to hear from you, how's that been and why actually? Um, like. Yeah. With YouTube, uh, I think we really started it because we started it back when I was in prep for my show. So last August or September. So it's been yeah. quite a few months. Um, yes. And we thought we just wanted a place to document this process for the shows mm -hmm. and competing um, and life because Instagram and TikTok are great, um, but they don't have a place where you can really put long no speaking you know no. behind the scenes yeah. day to day so i thought why not try youtube why not try and jamie had a jamie had a channel already so we just started kind of like recording our day-to-day -day life and i feel like social media in general people just really like to see other people's lives yeah <laughs> you know we're just, we're so interested, which is why reality TV is a thing because we're yeah. so interested in how other people are living their lives. Yeah. And so I thought if people like to see our stuff on our stories, why not start a YouTube? So we started the YouTube. It went really, really well at first because we were competing and there was a, it was, it was very different. Um, so yeah. people like to watch. It has been hard to keep up with. I will tell yeah. you that it's hard to remember to film everything. It's yes. hard to um, advertise. I feel like it's, it's been challenging to grow our following yes. on YouTube. Um, we finally have over a thousand subscribers, which is yeah. great, uh, but it's definitely, it's different because when you have your phone and you just pick up your phone and do a yeah. quick little story and pop it onto Instagram, but with YouTube, you have to film a bunch of different things with yeah, your camera, sure. which is great. But then you have to transfer it and edit it and yeah, upload it. So, these things. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and it's fun. And I enjoy doing it, which is why mm -hmm. we're still doing it. I it didn't bring me joy. We wouldn't do it anymore. Oh, no. Um, but I, I have fun editing. It's just remembering to take all the videos and then like yeah. share and advertise. That's the hard part. Yeah. I began also to do it like two years ago and firstly I did it in, in English but then I switched over to Danish just to start it off and also like build my YouTube skills and editing skills at first um, but yeah I've definitely been taking a lot of work to like also sometimes remember to film something um, 
yeah. also having to uh, yeah get it from your phone to your computer and then having music or all these editing things there's a lot of work put into it yeah right exactly um, I also recognized in one of your videos, um, I have to ask this also just quick, um, do you have a self-driving car? No, <laughs> that is so funny. Oh my gosh, somebody else, I know exactly what you're talking about. Somebody else commented on that exact video, said, wait a second, if Jamie is filming and you're, e I was eating. Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> So somebody else said that they were like, wait a second, if Amy's filming, if Amy's using both her hands to eat, who the heck is driving? Yeah. I was I was driving. Um, growing up, uh, I'm laughing so hard. Yeah. Growing up, my mom mm. would drive with her knee. She would have her knee holding the steering wheel, her left oh. knee holding the steering wheel. And she would drink or she would eat. Yeah. Um, and so that's how I learned to drive. At watching my mother drive with her knee, her left knee, while her yeah. right foot is on the pedal. So I have this, and Jamie's amazed by it. She's like, how do you do that? I can yeah, drive I'm I can with my knee. <laughs> but I was and like, really, maybe. It's, so, it's, so I it's just so yeah. I can eat. Because I thought it because like it's USA and you have Tesla's and other cars also that might so why not maybe it could just apply for the that's just your skills <laughs> yeah i wish i wish i had a tesla but now it's just my knee <laughs> yeah well actually we have at home but uh, yeah <laughs> so uh, um well um and then i also recognize that you uh, you actually you mentioned it now but you do have some food sometimes in bags and that surprised me a lot because i think well if somebody now, I, I think it's a great idea and really um, smart to do when you're on prep. Um, I've, I just never thought about it. Um, so, yeah, that's really something that has kind of surprised me. Because I've it never. Was, it was, yeah, it's out of the box thinking, right? Yeah, it so is. I, I saw it on another competitor's story that instead of using a bunch of Tupperware, yeah. her meal prep, she would just throw everything in a, in a Ziploc bag and throw it in the freezer. And I thought, huh, why, why haven't I done that? Because A, it saves space. Mm -hmm. um, like Chipotle, right? Do you have Chipotle in Denmark? Um, no, we don't. I don't think so, but I've eaten it before. It's very good. So the whole idea is just everything in a bowl. So all of your food gets mixed together. Now, yeah. if you're OCD and you don't like your food to touch, it's not going to be a good plan for you. But yeah. I love meal prepping in bowls. Yeah. I'll throw rice in a bowl and topping. So chicken, okay. beans, um, I'll do sweet potato or mashed potato with like fish and green beans. And I just throw everything in a bowl anyway. So when you're good with bowls as your meal, then yeah. all you have to do is throw all those ingredients into a Ziploc bag and A, it saves space. You can freeze it really well so that yeah. you can eat it a couple of days later and it travels. You can travel yeah. with it. So yeah, I think that the Ziploc bag method is really good for anybody, even if you don't compete, if you travel, if you go mm -hmm. on road yeah, trips, that's right. um, it's a way to bring your food around with you. Right. Yeah, that's for sure. So Something I also wanted to talk about um, was um, um, sexuality and uh, 
you're um, finding out that you are into girls and your coming out story or telling your parents and family. Um, yeah. Yeah. Would you we, can talk, we can talk about both of those things. Um, I have an interesting story because my mom is actually gay. So oh. my mom and my, yeah, my mom and my dad had myself and my twin brothers. So they're two mm. years younger than I am. Um, and the three of us, we call ourselves the originals because there are two additional siblings, but they are from second marriages. Um, so my mom and my dad got divorced when I was five and my mom came out and she remarried a woman. And so my mom identifies as a lesbian. And because of that, I believe that, you know, we could go so far into nature versus nurture and genetics and all that. But I do believe that because I was raised in a home that modeled love, whoever you want to love, yeah. I was more open mm. to that automatically. So for me, when I was in middle school, I was kissing my best friend who mm. was a woman, well, yeah. a girl, yeah. um, because that was modeled for me from my mom who said you can kiss boys you can kiss girls whoever you want yeah it was okay for me to kind of experiment with that um and then through high school I dated men so I had a few boyfriends in high school Mm um my first girlfriend was freshman year of college it was kind of a summer fling we met on tinder um and because at that point I hadn't, I was young, so there wasn't yeah. really, and I was in 2010 is when I graduated high school. So at that mm-hmm. point, it still wasn't, it wasn't, um, it wasn't easy to go out and flirt with women. Like no. it wasn't a thing. No, so you kind good. of, had, I mean, it still is hard. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. It definitely wasn't back then it definitely wasn't accepted to just walk up and flirt with a girl at a bar or not at a bar because I was 18 but you know what I mean Um, so we met on tinder and we had a summer fling romance Mm. and that is when I came out to my mom yeah I said mom this is Colby she's my girlfriend Mm -hmm. yeah um and my mom wasn't surprised. She said, honey, I've known since you were kissing Gracie in middle school. I was like, really? <laughs> you know, parents, some parents just, just have that awareness. Yeah. Um, but I did not come out to my dad. And I remember they're divorced. So mm-hmm. it was my mom. My mom didn't feel like it was her place to tell him. She knew it was my place to tell him, yeah. um, which, which I'm grateful for. And I respect. Yeah. And I think that all parents should even if you're still together, I think that yeah. if your child feels more comfortable, anyways, um, yeah. I went back to college and I broke up with Colby and yeah. I started dating a boy. Mm-hmm. I was dating my boyfriend for about two years when I met my next girlfriend, broke up with my boyfriend yeah. for this friend. So I was a junior in college when I came out to my dad and mm-hmm. I said, dad, this is Michelle. She's my girlfriend. Yeah. And it didn't go so well. Uh, we didn't chat for about a month. Um, we didn't really talk. 
Uh, my stepmom was much more open to it. She mm. chatted with me about it. She asked questions, but my dad yeah. just kind of shut down. Um, so I had a really hard time with my dad. Yeah. And yeah. luckily, he really liked my girlfriend at the time. So he came around and he welcomed her into the family. But I think it just took him a little bit longer to yeah. wrap his head around. Um, but we are now great. And he loves Jamie. And um, he actually really likes Jamie. My parents like my wife better than they like me. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but but you know it was it was challenging and I know that my story is not the horror story that you hear out there I know oh. that I wasn't kicked out of the house I wasn't cut off um but my story was challenging for me and mm -hmm. I think that I think that there are so many different ways that children have to come out to their parents which is yes. sad alone that we have to come out yes um, I do too that you know, I, I think talking about it as much as we can and sharing our different experiences and stories so that you can find someone who you can relate to is important. And yes, honestly, the biggest thing that I remember was the feeling of, oh my gosh, that's over. Like, I feel so much better now. Like, just yeah. say loud. And so whenever someone asks me about how to come out to their parents, I just say, do it. There's yeah. never going to yeah. time you're never going to feel ready there's never going to be the right mm -hmm. words uh, you can you can't expect a reaction from them because everyone is going to react or respond differently yeah, but exactly. just yeah. it, you're going to feel so much better so that's always my advice is rip the band-aid off and just do it yeah exactly <laughs> um, but in terms of sexuality if we want to put a label on me i identify as bisexual mm. so um, a lot of people question that term when I say that, and I don't, I don't love to use it frequently because I am happily married, mm -hmm. um, to a woman, obviously, yeah. but that, I think that my marriage status or my relationship status doesn't equal my kind of label or my identity oh. as well. I think they're a little bit different. You know, there's yeah. different boxes. Yeah. But if I female, bisexual, married, female, I guess yeah. you could say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, I actually, um, um, yeah, that's a really just uh, happy to process it. Oh, well. I know. I'm sorry, I just, I just, I just word vomited all over. <laughs> no, but I, I love it. I love that you tell um, these different things because first of all, the thing, yeah, we all come from like different um, places and have different experiences and parents have different experiences from their, their lives. So um, yeah, it's like our own heart experience uh, differently. Like you said, um, your, your experience was hard in your way because uh, uh, the experience with your father um what was his experience or his re reaction um when when he found out that your mother um yeah that's that's a really good question and i've thought the same thing is that i think that his reaction to me dating women um maybe gave him a little <laughs> I, I don't really want to use the term, but like PTSD, a little post-traumatic, mm. um, threw him 
that time and space for him. So I think so I that his reaction to my news wasn't directly, wasn't directly, directly related to me. It was I all it was because all of his experiences in the past with my yeah. mom. So I thought the same exact thing. I, I thought, you know, after I had time to process it, I thought, I think this isn't at me. I think mm -hmm. this is him dealing with his own stuff that maybe he hadn't dealt with back years year, and years ago. I mean, at this point, it had been like 13 years. So, um, and we never talked about it. I never mm -hmm. asked him. We never brought it up. Okay. Um, okay. So I don't have the answer, but where your head went was exactly where my head went. I think mm -hmm. it was just... Mm -hmm from his past that he had to deal with with my mom yeah. and uh, yeah. I, I didn't deal with it on his own I didn't really dive yeah. too deeply in yeah. with him because we're, we're in a good place now so I you know I didn't yeah. really yeah, yeah. Didn't and that's good and that's complex yeah. you have yeah. right. um, I'm, I'm grateful I'm grateful yeah I do I totally understand um do you know Ellen the the Ellen like, show no? yeah 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 well, because I've seen a lot of that lately, and something I also thought about is that I'm so, yeah, I'm so, kind of shocked, or it's weird that it's like so long time ago that she did come out on this sitcom, and sometimes, or so many places in the United States, it's still so difficult for people to uh, just be um, themselves. And uh, yeah. It is sad and it is heartbreaking and jamie and i were talking about this on our walk this morning with the don't say gay bill that just passed yeah. in florida yeah and yeah. all of the anti-abortion things that are happening in texas and florida and just the straight up human rights like the basic yes. yeah. right to do your to do with what your body what you want exactly um, it's it's heartbreaking and it's it is. It really is. hard for me personally because I am I am somebody who wants to take action, but I I don't know always how. I need no. someone else to give me the blueprint. Yeah. So if you sit down and say, here, Katie, this is how you can act, yeah. I will 100% get it done and I will, yeah. I will do it. But with these political things, it's, uh, it's hard to know how to help and how to It act. is, it is, yes. Because it was yeah. it was something I really um, resonated with. I think that's worth it um, when you yeah. did share this political thing. Because I'm really I have a really hard time with political stuff also because I don't think I think there's so much going on in political political stuff that's not the answer answer to um, the things that we want to change. Um, and yeah, like you said. Um, I feel that we we know um, like what we want to do, but not like how to uh, yeah um, yeah. It's hard. So yeah. you know, 10, 10, 13, How old am I? Fifteen years ago, when I came out to my parents, yeah. and when I was dating on Tinder, yeah. um, I feel like there are so many things that we've been able to overcome since then. Yeah. But I feel like there are. So things that were just still back in 2010 when I was you know not able to go out and find women in real life okay. and you have to go online yeah exactly yeah well thank you thank you for uh, for all that um I think we uh, we are proud the uh, time but I just want to say a really big thank you for sharing all of this and uh, yeah hope you're 
having a good rest of the day also. Um, thank, thank you so much for having me. Thank you. This was really fun. I appreciate you uh, allowing me a space to share more about me. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm grateful yeah. for for you uh, opening your your door for that. So thank you for thank you for being here on the Dare Podcast. Awesome.